Listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heartsease Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225 274 1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for this service. We thank you for giving us the opportunity right now, God, just to open up your word. And I pray as we open up your word tonight, God, that we would receive a touch in our lives. That, God, we would once again give you our lives. That, God, we would once again recognize and realize that you are the most important thing that we ever need in our lives. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Probably each time I will start. The, a message on this subject, I'm pretty much going to start with the same words. And I'm going to say this. I'm really excited about this series. I am really excited about this series. And here's why. Because I know what we're dealing with, Alive Again, is the title of the series. Being Alive Again. Rediscovering life in God. Rediscovering relationship with God. For some of us, it's been a past tense relationship. Thank God for the testimonies, past tense, but we need testimonies, present tense, looking for testimonies, future tense. And any time I believe that we talk about your relationship with God, we must realize this is a life-changing subject. Why? Because through relationship with Him, the sky is the limit. Nothing is impossible when we're in relationship with God. Come on, nothing is out of reach When we're in relationship with God, all things will fall into their proper place when we're in relationship with God. And I believe that's what perhaps one of the greatest keys of why we need to be in relationship with God, because our lives will fall into the place that they need to be, that we'll talk right, that we'll walk right, our attitude will be right, that it will infect our entire being. So you better believe I am so excited about this subject, this title, this series, and I'm really believing that God is going to change every one of our lives. I want to read our testimony again tonight. Here's our testimony from Romans chapter 12 and verse 11. This is our newfound testimony that we have in God. The Bible says these words, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Let me read that one more time because this is our testimony. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Now listen to it from the NIV version and it says this, never be lacking in zeal. Remember earnest desire and effort, earnest enthusiasm. Never be lacking in desire and effort, but keep your spiritual fervor. Great warmth of feeling or intense emotion is what that means as you serve the Lord. 
This, as we discovered last week and Sunday, needs to be the testimony of every one of our lives. It's not one day we gave our life to Christ and everything was good and since then it's diminished. Our testimony of God should be not lagging in diligence. Come on, never lacking in zeal. But we are what? Keeping our spiritual fervor, fervent in spirit as we live for God and as we serve God. Has anyone tonight would like to give their testimony of that verse in their own words? Is there anyone that would like to give a testimony of that in their own words tonight? Come on, anyone? Anyone? Go in once. Going twice, going three times. Well, I'm going to give it then if you're not. And it's this, I'm not lacking in my life. My relationship with God is not diminishing. My life is no longer controlled by circumstances or situations. But instead, my life now remains constant as it becomes built up, as I steam on as I continue to live out an exciting relationship with God. I wonder what your testimony is to verse 12 or chapter 12, verse 11 of Romans. What is your testimony of your life? I know that as we've gone through being alive again and dealing with our relationship with God, I've been challenged. I'll be honest with you, I've been challenged. And here's why I've been challenged, because I'll be the first to admit my relationship with God wasn't where it was supposed to have been. I said my relationship with God wasn't where it should have been. That wasn't my testimony, lagging in diligence, serving the Lord, having fervent in spirit. Maybe at times, but what I've discovered is God's not just a God of times. God's a time of the constant. He's the God of the constant. That no matter what, no matter where, He's still the same. And our relationship with him can be the same. So as we've looked and as we've discussed, we've discovered this. God longs to have an ongoing relationship with us that each day is fresh and new as we daily experience an awakening in our lives. On Sunday, we began to look at one of the ways that we can keep our relationship with God fresh, and that was to live in surrender. Through surrender, giving everything to God, not just adding God to our lives. We've got pretty good at doing that, just adding God into the mix, just including him in with everything else. Why do we want to add God to our lives? Well, we, we like the relief he brings. We like the fact that a better life is promised. We like the fact that we get a ticket to heaven. I mean, anyone likes that. But so often we just add him to our lives instead of truly giving him every area to the point that we want to know him and his will above all else. Many Christians today, unfortunately, while they have trusted in Christ for forgiveness and eternal life, they still choose to live life their own way, not really fully walking with God. A truly surrendered heart takes the next step and says about everything, have it your way, Lord. And that's where we want to get to. We want to get to a place in our relationship where we're saying, God, I want it your way. It's not what I want. It's not what I desire. But God, I want what you have because we discovered this, a life surrendered. A life in relationship with God is a life that is placed where God's best can be poured out into our lives. 
and the decision of surrender. It's not just one day when we gave our lives to Christ and said, God, I give you my heart. I give you everything. Come in. It's not just a one decision surrender. But the surrender that we're dealing with must be a practice that we regularly engage in. Why? Because every one of us has the power to take back control of our lives. Do you realize that? Every one of us has the power to take back control of our lives, to start doing things our way, to start thinking the wrong thoughts and doing the wrong things, responding in the wrong way. What is that? That's you taking control of your life. So why don't we surrender? Why don't we surrender? We could go on and on, couldn't we? Perhaps even for hours of why we don't surrender. Maybe a big area is fear. We're afraid to surrender. What does it mean if God gets a hold of my life? What will God do with my life? What if God takes me places and and makes me something that I don't want to be or I don't want to go there? Perhaps it's sin. We enjoy doing those wrong things. So when we surrender, we know we'll have to say bye to those things because we can't live in both camps. Because Jesus said a house divided against itself cannot stand. We either have light in us or there's no light at all. So we could go on and on. Perhaps there's other reasons of why you haven't surrendered. Perhaps uh, you're afraid. Perhaps there's sin. Perhaps it's the fear of the unknown. So many things that we would throw out there. But can I help you tonight? Let me help you tonight. Let me help you from God's word. Look what it says in 1 Peter 5, verse 6 and 7. And really, I plan just to read verse 7. But when I looked at it, verse 6 ends with a comma in the New King James Version. So that means that it's not the end of a thought, but there's a continuance into verse 7. So I want to read them both tonight from 1 Peter 5, verse 6 and 7. Therefore... Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. That speaks of surrender there. Did you notice that? Surrendering, humbling, giving of your lives. For what reason? That God himself can exalt you. He can lift you up. Verse 7. Casting all your care upon him. Say with me, surrender. Come on, say it with me tonight. Surrender. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Casting all your care, casting your whole life, casting your children, casting your family, casting your finances, your future, your dreams, your aspirations, your hopes. Listen to me, your failures, your mistakes, your shortcomings. We could go on and on, but you know what God is saying? Will you just totally surrender to me? Give me everything of your life. And here's what I love. God says, here's why. Because I care for you. I care for you. New Living Translation verse 7 says, Give all your worries and cares to God. For God cares about what happens to you. In other words, what we've just read from the word of God is this. That through surrender, through giving everything to God, 
We don't submit to our circumstances, but we submit to the Lord who controls our circumstances. Let me say that one more time. That when we cast all our care and we surrender to God, to one who cares about our lives, the one who wants to exalt us as we just read, the one who wants to see blessing in our lives, wants to see us blessed, wants to see us happy. There's no joy that God gets from someone who's miserable and depressed. Do I hear an amen? There's no glory God gets from someone who's down in the dumps, who's miserable, who goes into work every day with a frown on their face, inviting people to church, and people look at them and say, are there others like you in your church? And they say, yeah, our church is full of people like me. You know what they say? I don't want that. Why? Because people are looking for something that's alive, something that's real. They're looking for someone who's experienced the joy of the Lord in their life, the blessing of God, the fullness of God. Wherever we go in our lives, there should be a fullness of God that goes with us, that people say, I want what they've got. How do we get that? By surrendering, casting everything, problems, frustrations, anxieties, hurts, pains, everything to God. Why? Because he can handle it. I said, God can handle it. God can take care of those things, but also he can still take care of you. He can take care of you, care of you. So therefore, through surrendering, as we give everything to God, we're not submitting to our circumstances, but we're submitting to a God who is able to control our circumstances. God cares about your life. If you don't hear anything else I say tonight, that's a good thing to grab a hold of. God cares about your life. Think about it in the natural when we care about someone. In my situation when I care about my wife and I love her more than anything else. What do I want to do when I care for her? I want her to have the best. I want her to be happy. I'll sacrifice that she can be happy. I'll go out of my way to be pleasing to her. Why? Because I care for her. I care for her future. I care for her well-being. I want the best for her. We serve a God who cares about us. We serve a God who looks down and says, DJ, he's the apple of my eye. We serve a God that looks down and says, that's my child. That's the one. Serve a God who cares about our lives. And he cares so much about our lives that he wants to see our lives blessed. He wants to see us happy. He wants to see us full of joy. He wants us to see us contented. He wants to see us living in fulfillment. Therefore, I ask you tonight, If it's fear that's stopping you from surrendering, what if God does this and that? Can I remind you tonight that God cares for you? I said that God cares for you. And when I begin to understand that, I begin to realize, why would God take me anywhere that I wasn't supposed to be? Why would God make me something that I wasn't meant to be? Why? Because he cares for me. And God's not going to do anything in your life that is going to jeopardize your well-being. But can I tell you, he's going to do everything within his power to make your life better than what it is right now. How do I know that? John 10.10. The thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. But God says, I've come that you may have life and what? 
I think that if we're going to get into that more abundant part, we've got to understand that comes through surrender. I said that comes through surrender. That when we give every part, that we can receive all of him. Because if we want all of God, he's saying, I need all of you. I need every part of you. So therefore, to think that God would do anything to harm us, Now, we may be stretched. Remember, a rubber band does not fulfill its potential until it's stretched. Sometimes God may need to stretch us a little bit, but he's stretching us for what reason? To make us a better person, to take us higher, to take us further. So therefore, tonight, casting all my care, giving everything, surrendering to him, I can be confident of knowing God will take care of me. Dan, if God does anything else, he's a liar. That's strong words. But if God doesn't take care of my life, he's a liar because he said he'll take care of me. That would make God a liar. And can I tell you from the word of God, from Numbers 23 verse 19, that God says these words. He says, I am not a man that I should lie. That God's saying, I can't lie. So that means if he says, I'm going to take care of you, guess what? He's going to take care of me. He's not going to lie. He's not going to say things and go against us. He said, I'm not a man that I should lie. And I love the next part. He said, I don't have to repent. Listen, you only have to repent when you do something wrong. God's not going to do something wrong in your life. I want you to hear me tonight because this is a hindrance for many people really surrendering their life. What if God makes me? What if this happens and that? What about all the, the fears that we have? I'm telling you, God wants to take care of your life. Not a man that he should repent. Has he not said it? Said what? I'll take care of you. Said what? I'll provide for you. Said what? I'll be your savior. Said what? I'll be your shepherd that you shall not want. Come on, what has God said through his word? God says, if I have said that, guess what? I will do that. I will be that. He says, have I not spoken it? Will I not make it good? Come on, you should be shouting in this place today. Because as we surrender and cast our lives unto God, God says, I can take care of you, but I'll do more than take care of you. I'm going to promote you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give fullness in your life. See those promises that you read of in the book? God says, I can begin to pour them into your life. And God says, press down, shaken together and running over. That's my measure. I want to pour into your life. It's not maybe if there's enough. God says there's enough that we can have it to overflowing. And for what reason? Not for waste. So it can overflow on Victoria. It can overflow on Bishop. It can overflow on our families, the people we work with. As we surrender, as we give God our lives. You can trust God to make your life the best it can be. You can trust God to make your life the best it can be. You can surrender your life tonight knowing that God can handle it. He can handle it all. He can handle it all. Don't just give God the things that you think he wants. Give God the broken mess. Give God those pieces. Give him those. Give him everything. Why? Because God can take that which is broken. God can take that which is tore up. And God can make it anew. 
As I said Sunday, I think there are a lot of people who are beginning to realize that perhaps we have never truly surrendered our lives totally over to God. Perhaps you've realized how you always want to have some say or some control. That you'll say, God, I'll give you this, but no further. Kelly and I will often pray, God, we give you our home. We give you our cars. We give you every investment we have. We give you our finances. We give you our children. We give you our lives. We give you everything. God, whatever we have, we want to be used or it to be used for your glory. We surrender it all and we give it to God. So you know what happens when the devil comes in? He ain't touching your stuff no more. Come on now. The devil ain't messing with you no more. He's messing with a God that can handle everything. A God that can take care of your life. Casting all your care unto him. For he cares for you. I like what Ezekiel saw in a vision. Ezekiel saw an angel that went out a certain depth. And the Bible says the river was ankle deep. And then it measured again and went out and it was waist deep and measured again and went out. But here's the conclusion that Ezekiel came to as he saw this vision. He came to this conclusion there were rivers to swim in. Come on now, there were rivers to swim in. How many of us just go in ankle deep? Just give God a little. How many of us go in waist deep? How many of us are up to our armpits? We can float with our armpits. We can float. But I wonder how many of us have totally launched out and surrendered to him. You can never properly swim while you're holding on to the side. Did you know that? You can never properly swim while you're holding. And you'll never jump off the diving board if you're holding on to the side. You'll never experience the fullness of God if you're holding on to areas in your life and saying, God, I can't give those to you. Whether it's for fear, whether it's for shame, whatever it may be. You'll never truly experience the fullness of true relationship with God until you say, God, not my way, but your way. Come on, don't be ruled by fear. Don't be ruled by sin. Don't be ruled by these uncertainty. Know that God has the best for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, I know the plan I have for you. Can I remind you tonight? It's a good plan. It's great things. He said there's a plan for hope. To give you a future. To give you hope. To not place you in evil or in harm's way. God's saying, I care for you. And God says, I'll continue to care for you. I'll take care of your life. Trust God to meet you today. Right where you're at. That's what I love about God. God meets us right where we're at. God doesn't say, get it right, and then I'll meet you. God doesn't say, get everything in order, then I'll talk to you. That's what many churches have done. They've said to people, if you do it, you've got to change. You've got to dress this way. You've got to do this way, and then you're welcome. Listen, a hospital would be foolish to turn around and say, hey, you're bleeding. Clean yourself up before you come in. Why? Because a hospital is made for those who are bleeding, those who are hurting, those who are bruised. God will meet you tonight right where you're at. Right where you're at, God wants to meet you. 
Your new relationship with him always has to start from a place of fresh surrender. And really, it's that simple. We make it hard. Well, how do I surrender? It's just saying, God, I give you my life. I give you my dreams, my future, my plans. God, I give it to you. And then from that place of fresh surrender, God longs to fill us again with his presence through the power of his Holy Spirit. You see, his Holy Spirit is his presence alive inside of us. Ephesians 5 verse 18 tells us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That fill doesn't mean a one-time filling. But it means to be constantly filled, constantly refreshed. As we surrender our lives, as we constantly live a life of surrender, saying, God, I want what you want. God, this is maybe what I want for my future. But God, I want what you want. God, this is what I want to do. But God, I will surrender that and lay that down, God, to know what you want for my life. And watch as God will begin to lead you in the career path. Watch as God begins to open doors. Watch, it may be the doors of the direction you were heading in, but now you know that's the direction that God has for your life. As you surrender, as his Holy Spirit constantly fills you up. Then as we begin to experience perhaps staleness in our lives, in our relationship with God for whatever reason, as we surrender again, it's the first step to rekindling that fire of God once again inside of our hearts. Through surrendering to God, there's a whole new life. A whole new world. That's a life surrendered to God. There's a whole new life available waiting for you. Through surrender, you'll catch a fire and you'll move forward in your destiny to go with God. I'm almost finished tonight. Total surrender is really the only way to live as a believer. I know that's a strong statement tonight, but it's the truth. Total surrender is really the only way to live for God. As I said earlier, I believe that when we live in that place, we'll discover abundance that we read of in John 10, verse 10. No more halfway stuff. David says in Psalms 119, the longest book or the longest chapter, rather, in the longest book of the Bible. David says these words over and over again in Psalms 119, with my whole heart, with my whole heart. It's recorded of David how he talks about longing for God, thirsting for God, crying out for God. It's recorded of David that he would say, early will I seek thee. That word early will I seek thee doesn't just mean at four o'clock in the morning, early. I believe what David is trying to show us is early. The first person that we need to come to when there's a need in our lives is God. The first person we turn to when we don't know which way to go, early will I seek thee, is God. We don't go to Joe Bloggs and Nancy and all these people and we get on the Facebook and we light up the phone and we text and we do it. What do I do? What do I do? David said, early will I seek thee. A life of surrender given to God because who else best than the one who cares for your life. You see, when you truly experience the presence of God and the satisfaction that he gives to you on the inside, you will never be the same. And your life, and you'll begin to live your life believing 
that you can have that and experience that each and every day. And guess what will happen? You'll begin to fight to keep your spiritual fervor. I know for all of us, perhaps even those listening on CD or podcast, for everyone tonight that's listening to me, I urge you to once again take the opportunity to surrender your life afresh to God. Why not ask God once again to show you and to reveal to you the areas that you haven't perhaps completely given over to Him in surrender? It's not my will. But Lord, I want you in my life. It's not my will, but it's your will, God. It's not my will, but it's your will, God. As we close out this service tonight, I want to invite every one of you, wherever you're at, to find a place to pray. If you want to come to the altar, that's great. If you want to make an altar right where you're at and bow down or turn around and kneel. But why not tonight, once again, Say, God, I want to surrender everything to you. Perhaps tonight you're struggling with a business decision and you don't know which way to go. Can I tell you tonight, surrender your life to God and you'll know which way to go. If you're knowing and needing to know what decision do I make? Do I marry this person? Do I go this way? What do I do? La, 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 blah, 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 whatever it may be. I'm telling you, as we surrender our lives, as we cast our care upon a God who cares for us, God will show you what to do, where to go, and what needs to be in your life. Come on for a few moments. Can we find a place? Can we just begin to pray? Can we just begin to seek God? Can we just begin to ask God, Michael, could could you come and play something for me? Is that cool? Let's just find a place. And just in simple words, why not say these words? God, I surrender my life to you. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heartseas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.